Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Weather's sunny and warm, as it has been the last three episodes. Uh, (laughs) Wait, oh, it's it's down to 74. I think it was 76 first episode, so... Getting a little cooler. There we go. Um... But yeah, we're here to talk about Gilmore Girls. And in particular, we're talking about the 10th or no, 11th episode of season two, uh, the 32nd overall, which is Secrets and Loans. And, uh, and termites. Yeah, and termites, basically. Um, yeah, this uh, episode really is a, an excuse to have Emily and Lorelai together. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the whole gist of the episode is that Lorelai and Rory they find out that um, that termites... Kirk is now exterminator. <laughs> we have a new role for Kirk again. <laughs> I think like Kirk works at every place in the town. Like right, like, he's like the town handyman or something. Yeah, it's like weird. Like any any business they go to, there's Kirk, and I'm like. Kirk, yeah. I just love that, though, because it's kind of like, well, you know, in some small towns, you have people that are that do multiple jobs, you know, oh, so yeah. it's not the wrong possibility. But he's just, he's just kind of, he's kind of a jerk, but he also doesn't mean to be. No, I think he, he's a stickler for rules to the point where yeah, I think it makes him yeah. kind of obnoxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, I, he should be set up with Paris. I wonder how that would go. Maybe that happens. No, you're kidding me, right? I'm kidding, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. That. <laughs> and now, you well, if they bring back the revival for another season, maybe they can put that in there. You know. Yeah. When is that supposed to come out? Have they filmed it yet? No, they haven't. No, it's not even been confirmed, so it might not even happen. Oh, okay. We'll see. I think Lauren Graham hinted at it, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think any contracts have been signed or anything. No, no. Not not so far. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lorelai and Rory find out they have termites. And Lorelai tries to go to get loans from all these different places. She even makes a joke that, like, she got she applied to some that has some really shady names. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I'm not sure if that was a, really a joke or not. <laughs> but, I mean, she claims it was. Yeah. But I'm like, I can see that she definitely tried a few places because... The thing with Lorelai is she definitely seems like the kind of person who will do anything to, you know, yeah. do what she needs to do, right? And like, you know what? If you yeah, have to go, if you have to get like a loan from a less than desirable place, maybe that's what you got to do. So, um, yeah, she's not embarrassed, which is good. Yeah, no, I don't think she was necessarily proud of it, but she goes, "Well, you know, this is what I got to do, right?" Good. So, right. And if you think about, it, I mean, she left at home at what 16 or 17 with the baby mm-hmm. and went to to live at the inn in a shed so yeah. to her this is probably small potatoes oh yeah and it's uh, still a big deal but and they yeah. love the house you see how much the house represents her how proud she must be that you know she she left home at 16 with a baby and she bought a house yeah and that's a pretty big deal yeah it is Especially, well, I mean, nowadays it probably would have been a lot harder, but like even back then it would have been, you know, some level of difficulty. So, right. Um, 
So, yeah, Lorelai goes around asking people for loans and doesn't have any luck. And then Rory decides to bring it up at dinner because she figures, well, why don't you just ask um, Emily and uh, Richard? And, you know, Emily is very quick to just go walk over, write a check. But uh, Lorelai insists, no, I got this. I don't need your money. Um and I guess, Which I think is the first time we actually see how much liquidated cash they have. You oh, know, that yeah. she can just check for 15000 and it's just like, meh, ain't nothing. <laughs> she just writes a check. Yeah. Because we know they have money, but I don't think it's ever been discussed how much or if it's an investments or property or what. But here she's cutting a $15,000 check. Like, how much you want? Yeah. Well, she even said, like, I'll leave it blank if you want me to. Like, Right. Um, right. And, but... But Lorelai knows that that stuff doesn't come for free, that there's yeah. a price you pay for that with Emily. And Rory's just like, uh, we need to take care of the house and forget your issues, or she doesn't completely understand it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that leads to a little bit kind of, of conflict between the two of them. Right. Yeah. So you get a little bit of conflict between uh, Lorelai and Rory because I feel like in Lorelai's eyes, she's able to handle it herself and she doesn't feel like you know, necessarily Rory needs to get involved with something like this. And I here's the thing with that. I feel like yes, but also Lorelai is being really stubborn in this and she rejects help from people who are genuinely well-wishing like Luke wants to help her. No. Emily wants to help her. No, like at what point do you just right. stop being finicky on who wants to offer you help and you just take it, right? Like, well, it, and Rory calls around and says you you have too much pride. Yeah, I mean she's willing to go to some shady place for a loan, but she's not willing to take money from Luke. Like that just felt weird to me. Um, right. So she doesn't like being indebted to people. Yeah, at all. I think she really does. She doesn't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. feeling of oh. Because maybe that goes back to her relationship with her parents, too. That, you know, with Emily, nothing comes for free. You pay. Yes, I think so, for sure. Um, but then they're staying in a house where they're not comfortable staying there because they can both hear the termites. Whether whether that's, um, whether that's you know, I don't think thematic that's or I, happening, yeah. Yeah, I think that was maybe a little exaggerated. I'm like, how can you hear the termites? But, but uh, you know, you're, people start talking about creepy crawly things. Sometimes you start itching. You know, this is yeah. the kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, they go live at Suki's for a little bit, which is pretty funny. And then they hear a thud. So when you heard the thud in the in the pantry, what did you think it was? Did oh, you think it was Jackson? I didn't think it was Jackson. I thought it was going to be like, like, she had like some like cow or something that she was waiting to like cut up or something <laughs> like I thought it was going to be thought, some, like, food thing or something, you know? Or maybe, like, some lobsters. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would make sense. I thought it was rats. And that the whole thing would be is that Sookie's like, sure, come on over. You know, don't worry about it. It's too bad you can hear the termites. And then it turns out she has rats. Even and worse. that she's kind of, like, just hiding it because she doesn't want them to feel bad. So it turns out they've actually gone from termites to rats, which is, to me, worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so I have this all played out in my head, but now it turns out to be Jackson, who has jammies with... A picture of his younger self all over them. Which I thought was pretty funny. I had to go laugh at yeah. that. They were yeah. kind of cool looking. I liked him. You know, uh, I, I respect that like, he likes his younger years so much that he's willing to get photos of it. Like that, that That's good. 
And it was a gift, right, from his cousin that owns a something-something printing company or something. Oh, did they mention that? I didn't catch that. Yeah, and, they've got, and, they, and he's got a whole bunch of different jammies. Yeah. Um, but the, he was so I thought it was kind of cute. Because, you know, they don't care. Yeah. Well, also, too, we did get a little bit of a moment where uh, Rory finds out that Lane is a cheerleader. And she's not. Oh, yeah. And then you and find. In- oh, go ahead. And she well, and then when when they're cheering, she's in the front, yeah, and just cheering a little heart out. Yeah, she's having fun, but yeah. uh, you find out that she doesn't really feel comfortable telling Rory, and that makes a little bit of conflict between them. But ultimately, gets resolved because they're friends. Mm-hmm. Why would they have conflict like that? Right. So. Um, and then yeah, the episode kind of culminates in Emily offering to help. Uh, Lorelai get alone, and then you find out that yeah, the only way is if uh, Lorelai co-signs on or Emily mm-hmm. co-signs on alone, which I thought at the end of the day was good because I think that was probably a good middle ground for them. Nice. You know, Lorelai can still pay it, and if she wants to basically ensure that Emily doesn't get involved, she just keeps up with her payments and she's fine, right? So. Right. I like that, you know, and the, at the end of the day, she gets the money. She's still responsible for it. But, you know, is that but, something she needed Emily for? Absolutely. Right. There's mm-hmm. the scene with the, she goes, I want you to treat me just like anybody else. And he goes, okay, you're not getting the loan. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it right. t- takes a little bit of convincing for him to be like, yeah, well, you, well, you co-sign with somebody, you know, who conveniently right. was also Emily who was in the same room. Then, yeah. Sure. Right, right. But I thought that was a great scene of, of finding a compromise that works for everyone. Because, you know, if she defaults, Emily's just going to write a check and cover it. Yeah. And then, you know, if she wants to ensure that, like, Emily doesn't get involved and she, you know, she can be mm-hmm. responsible, keep up with the payments, and she'll be fine. So. Right. And then, yeah, like you said, she's not on the emotional hook. Because, again, with Emily, things come at a price. Yeah. I think there was, like, something like she wanted to do her DAR meetings at the end. Oh, yeah, she said at the end, she's like, oh, yeah, and I'm having my DAR meetings at the end. Which so as a member of DAR, I actually enjoy all the DAR references. Oh, <laughs> really? Those are great. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually a member, so. That's yep. awesome. Um... And we're really nice, too. I want to say, I mean, I think Emily has shining moments, but I'd say people in DAR are pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, are they all like Emily? Shout but... out. Yeah. No, well, I... I think we we saw some of them in some episodes, and that's not been my experience. But um, yeah, I just thought that was funny that that um, they're mentioning Dar so much, yeah. and and so part of me's like, oh wow, and then I see like how they're portraying it, and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> we're not like that, right? Um, okay, uh, let's get on to favorite performance in this episode do you have a favorite performance Mm, i would have to say lane during her cheerleading okay yeah she was was really really into it she had a she actually looked like she had to learn a lot for that cheer maybe she was a cheerleader anyway like in her past life or whatever the actress but she really did a good job i thought especially Mm -hmm. for she probably had like a couple weeks to memorize all this or something yeah probably not that Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, there's this tough one. I'm gonna say Emily just because Emily Emily mm-hmm. is always really strong, but I felt like in this episode too, like 
I liked her way of helping Lorelai without pushing her too far away. Like she did a good right. job of helping her, but also keep a distance. Cause I think she knew Lorelai would push back if she kind of got too involved. So I like that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. They're learning more about each other. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, from 16 to what Lorelai's 32 in this or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have not had a lot of contact. No. So pretty interesting to see the progression over the, the series. Yeah. Um, let's see. And who did you have for favorite performance? Did you say it already? Yeah. Uh, Lane doing her Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but least favorite. I don't know. You know, I really like Kirk, but I thought he was pretty mean. And he went, and again, this is writing, not the actor, but I think he went beyond just regular Kirk wanting rules. And he, he was almost like, he was almost being a little cruel, I thought to Lorelai because he knows that she's stressed out but he just kind of kept twisting the knife a little bit about yeah. the termites I that that seemed like it was unnecessarily mean and it didn't seem really unfitting because he can also be a little empathic sometimes too mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think here they're they're all mostly good um mm -hmm. Gosh, I would probably say the guy who played the banker, the guy who played Miles Han. I, I thought his performance was a little flat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It just felt like he didn't like he he greeted Emily and he was cordial enough, but like there wasn't really enough to his character that made him right. interesting to me. Could have been played a little bit differently, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would have been really interesting if, like, he had a little bit more to the role than what he was doing, so. Mm -hmm. um, favorite reference? Do you have a favorite reference at all? I I was thinking about something with ice cream. There was ice cream in this episode, right? Oh, when they're at the house and they get the ice cream out. There was something that was said, but again, I need to write it down, but then I start watching this show and I'm like, ooh. You want to live it, something. yeah. Um, and there's well, so many too at the same time. Well, yeah. probably DAR. Yeah, there you go. My favorite group. So, um, um I've probably anything where, <laughs> anything where they're mentioned, even if it's like you know, like unrealistic or portrayed incorrectly, I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> yeah, we gotta mention. It's still nice to hear. Um, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one where Lorelai says to Emily, "Yes, we're one of these days, Alice. Powell straight to the moon." And, uh, oh, yeah. and that's, and was like, um, that. wasn't it? I love Lucy reference. That's the honeymooners. Honeymooners. Yeah. The um, honeymooners. And Ralph Brandon would say to Alice, one of these days, right to the moon, which, you know, was a, a, a sanctioned, uh, comment about domestic violence. Yeah. Well, not a, not now, a good idea. They used to punch her, which yeah. you know, retrospect, you know, you're like, how did that ever air? Mm -hmm. It was the 1950s, yeah, you know, and, yeah, but even for then, I think it was a little much um, for the time. But yeah, that's what they're referring to, which now is like kind of horrific. <laughs> if you think about it, he's commenting about punching her. Yeah, um, I liked it in the context of or, this episode, at least, because it was like, okay, this is uh, Laura like getting frustrated with Emily. And of mm -hmm. course, it was a reference that Emily's not going to get. Emily looked so confused. She's like, what are you talking about? So, Which Emily, you think, would know? Yeah. 
Because she would have been like probably a teenager by the time that was out. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Or a child. Charlie Bishop's in her 80s now, right? Yeah. So she would have been a child or something. Yeah. So. Or she would have heard it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, she just wasn't exposed to pop culture either. That's possible. I think that's what it is. I think she wasn't as tuned in. Like, she might have mm-hmm. known the show, but she might have not have known the actual, uh, like, line. Um, right. Yeah. And then, uh, for favorite quote, I put, uh, when Lorelai says, you're not seriously sitting there when she sees Emily, and Emily goes, no, it's a hologram. Lifelike, isn't it? I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that, and the way she delivers it. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's my that's my favorite, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, she does deadpan so well. Yeah, and like they're similar like that in a lot of ways, even more so than I think they want to realize. They're both very uh-huh. snarky. So, they're yeah, snarky is a really good word for it. Yeah, they do uh-huh. zingers. Really good at zingers. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see here. Anybody? This episode is a different writer again. It's not the Paladinos. No, no, it's not the Paladinos. Um, I don't a, know if this person's written for them before. Linda Louiselle Guzik. That's the, the person's name. Yeah, so they wrote a few episodes. Not a lot. It looks like four in total. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like the this is like the second that they wrote for. So... What was, does, do you know what the other one was? It says Emily in Wonderland and Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Strangers. But I also feel like those were two that the other guy we talked about wrote for. So now I'm confused. But maybe they had maybe multiple they writers. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. So it was uh, all in all. I, I like this episode as well. Um, this yeah. one didn't have as much for me. I give it a six. Okay. I feel like I feel like I, I I got a little bored at some points, and that usually doesn't happen when I watch Gilmore Girls episode. No, you're normally pretty enthralled, right? Uh, I think it's because you know that the episode ends with a very simple solution, which is to get that money. Um, it's just yeah, like, you don't know how, but you know it's going to happen. Yeah, it was kind of predictable. Yeah, but you know, I, mean, I think that's part of the charm of it too, mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, I think you watch this episode because it's a it's a real Kelly Bishop Emily episode, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially with her and Lorelai in the uh, banker's office. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like that quite a bit. Um, yeah, I think too. Like there was a lot of really good moments between Emily and Lorelai. I think what mm-hmm. yeah maybe drags this episode down is that it did feel like we knew what the conclusion was and there wasn't too much else going on. So yeah. it didn't feel like there was any, and Richard wasn't in this episode, was he? No, it felt like we were so we Richard having a central piece. All of a sudden he probably had a gig somewhere and he couldn't do it. Cause you know, he's a guest star still at this point. Right. Yeah. So he probably had a gig and couldn't do the episode or whatever. Well, um, it's so... probably pretty easy to work the script around so that he isn't there. Well, um, I think we also know too, that he probably would have just given Lorelai the money too. I don't think he would have yeah, played along. Yeah. I think he would have just been like, "Here's the money, get it built or get it fixed." Well, 
Well, I think that also tells you a little bit about how much money they have, again, liquidated, because, you know, usually you would think for that amount of money that you would talk to your spouse first, just out of respect and courtesy, right? But yeah. she's like, well, I'll write the check, whatever. Like, she's, she doesn't even feel like she has to talk to him first. You're like, that's that's when you know they got a lot of cash, is that she doesn't even, I mean, maybe that's separate accounts. I don't know. But mm. the fact that she doesn't even think about going, hey, do you mind if I write a check for 15000 Um, just tells you a little bit about how much money she has. Or yeah. yeah, I think uh, consciously it seems like his his lack of an absence really sort of got chalked up to. I think he would have just probably solved the problem a little faster. You would have probably had a shorter episode if he was right, there. And, maybe, and maybe that's why he wasn't there. So I think, made it that's what I think, at least. But he probably had a he probably had a role somewhere because yeah. he was a demand actor, right, at that time. Um, and now he's he's gone, but um, yeah, I think he was in quite a few things. He was Herman Munster and something. He was um, he was FDR and Annie in 1982, I think. Yeah. So he was quite a few things. So it's Mash wouldn't be well. heard of that he had a, he had a gig. Hmm? He was in Mash as well. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, okay. Um. So what would, oh, I don't think I've given my score yet. Uh, oh, yeah. What did you give this I, episode? Oh, wait, I did. I gave it a, I gave it a, what did I give it a, I gave it a six? Yeah, I gave it a six. Okay. Um, I feel like I'd give this a seven. I think it was good. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I felt, like, I felt like we could have just gotten a little bit more of a, like different side plots, something to just kind of keep us going. A little bit more. Yeah, there was not a lot of B subplot. Yeah, except the no. thing, and that that was kind of a throwaway subplot. Yeah, just felt like we were really missing out on some something that kind of like something. really, really like make the interesting or the episode interesting. Aside from just getting mm-hmm. the termites done, like would have been interesting if like she goes and and stays with um, Suki, and you maybe find out that Suki and uh, Jackson are having a fight or something like something that kind of like just makes it a little bit more kind of like, Oh, what's going on? Just lack that a little right. bit. So, right. Right. There are opportunities and they just didn't take up on them. Yeah. No. So, but it did flesh out the characters a little more. So that's good. Yeah. Well, you can find stuff over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book and talking brains is the podcast. I've said this four times today. I'm surprised. I still remember. We're going to forget. You're going to say in your sleep. Yeah. Be probably. Promoted. Sleep. Yeah. Talking brains is the bike. <laughs> Someone be like, "What are you talking about?" Um, yes, listen to it. Yeah, but yeah, go check it out. Go uh, read uh, gaslighting on Google or on Amazon. Leave a nice Google. Okay. I was, I was say, like, I'm at Amazon. You know, these tech companies all blend together. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I'm like, uh, read a legitimate copy of the book, please. Yeah, don't just Google the book and find some sketchy website that asks for your like social insurance number or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, um, I'm over throwinggreeners.com where we got content going up almost every other day, so that's exciting. And until next time, everybody, bye for now. Bye.